Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Go ahead and tell them to call my phone. Welcome to Arizona Fit, the podcast that brings you all original, all organic, Phoenix-focused fitness content. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Ian Knight, with Believe in Phoenix on the Believe Podcast Network, Phoenix's number one fitness podcast network. From Avondale all the way to the East Valley, let's get primal. Today, I get to sit down with the animal flow expert of the desert, Nathan Cullerman. Before we get started, if you enjoy the show, make sure you subscribe and rate the show. We always appreciate the love. Remember that we are available in all your favorite directories. And if you're interested in advertising on this show, you can contact Believe at Believe.com. Nathan is a veteran, Earn Your Booze Ambassador, Lululemon Ambassador, Certified Trainer, Functional Movement Specialist, and the list goes on. Trust me, this man is in tune with the mind, body, and soul. He makes it evident in his work. Check out my conversation with the animal flow expert himself. All right, so Nathan, uh, do me a favor. So if a stranger was to walk up to you off the street and ask you, what do you do? What exactly would you say? Because, I mean, just looking here at kind of your resume, just knowing you for a little bit, uh, you're a man of many talents. So how do you exactly break down um, your occupation to people? (laughs) Well, thank you. Um, So essentially, I am a personal trainer who is on a mission to redefine human optimization through mind, body, and soul using transformational techniques to understand our behavioral nature and addictions to reprogram that first and then being able to assess our movement and gain an internal awareness with our body to then create a firm intention with our movement and our health and our fitness to then you know then once we have that established looking at the soul and you know if we cannot resolve our pain or discomfort we are not in an optimal state being then actually what we're going to dig a little bit deeper look at what may be hindering us spiritual level. Not to try to make it simpler what you just said, but a lot of what you just said actually reminds me of my yoga practice. So did you actually practice yoga at one point in time in your career? Well I never instructed it, but yoga is something that I actually have done and studying into as well as practice you know not daily um you know but just having that mindful state is more of a daily practice using the principles from yoga yeah i'd say because i can actually see a lot of that in you know by just basically looking at you and just kind of hearing the stories that people i don't know if you know this but you are very well respected in this community the few people that I've talked to about you, they just have nothing but positive things to say about you because you really do take a mind body approach first to your fitness. And I feel like that's what a lot of the industry is actually missing right now. And that's one reason why I love teaching yoga so much, because 
if you can't get over your internal struggles, what's causing you pain, the only thing you're going to do is exaggerate those problems and it's just going to become worse in the long run. Right. So uh, let me ask something. So uh, why did you decide to become a fitness professional? Ever since I was five, I've, I've been involved in sports. So I started with martial arts. Uh, I practiced American Kempo, a little bit of, bit of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, a little bit of wrestling in high school um, with a little bit of Muay Thai mixed in as well. So I've always been, you know, a fighter. But, you know, dabbled with football, dabbled with baseball. So I've always been very active. And, you know, once I kicked my heroin addiction and joined the military, I just fell in love with exercise and working out. And when I was deployed in 2013, I got into bodybuilding. And essentially, I started realizing, you know, how much I didn't know about exercising or working out. So um, right before my medical discharge in 2015, I got certified as a personal trainer in efforts to just help people, you know, become better because I started having more confidence and I started becoming stronger. And as time evolved, I experienced a severe hand injury, which then opened my eyes to restoring function in the body and looking at our mobility, our flexibility, looking the dysfunctions of our body and how to properly move to have that solid foundation before we just try to stack on a bunch of muscle. Mm -hmm. You know, actually, I didn't know that you were in the military. So um, like I said, thank you for your service. But um, the addiction is actually kind of something new that I found out about you. Will you actually kind of go into a little bit of detail about kind of how fitness has helped you overcome your past addictions? Yeah, man. I mean, anything can be an addiction, you know, starting with that, because addiction is in our human nature, which is what essentially is pushing me towards becoming a transformational recovery coach for addiction, um, which I'm currently enrolled in the course for, but that's, you know, later on. But essentially what I realized is, you know, exercise and fitness, it, it gave me that feeling of that high. You know, but it wasn't a bad way. It wasn't numbing. It was energizing. And being able to go into the gym or go at the park or, you know, practice my movement anywhere possible really gave me a a way to not escape reality, but more so to own the reality, you know, and being able to practice my movement with a state of you know, being mindful, which just kind of understanding internally what my body wants, my body desires, and, you know, being able to pursue and focus on those things without having to numb myself, but rather than to actually fully integrate myself into that. Really? Well, it's, um, it's actually funny that you kind of started going down that route. I don't know if you know who Bree Taylor is in the area, but we're actually going to talk about um, kind of more self-care, um, more mind-body connection solely in her episode that we got coming up. So I actually like to see that other professionals in this area are taking that approach, and especially coming from another male, because um, I can't remember who, whose podcast you were on earlier, but I think you talked about toxic masculinity or how when men show their feelings, it's also, it's often seen as weak or impressionable and how our society downgrades it and kind of punishes us for it when that's not right. So actually hearing it coming from another male, um, that's really encouraging. 
Um, did you actually, did, uh, did your family kind of install this into you a little bit or is this something that you had to learn on your own? This is honestly something I've had to learn on my own. Um, growing up, it was a very toxic environment. You know, my parents were fighting a lot and, you know, there's just a lot of hostility in the household. So I never really could voice how I felt without the fear of, you know, being told to, you know, stop crying or to sit down or to, you know, stay out of it or to go to my room. And, you know, being bullied all through school, it's like I would come home crying at times, but I even just, you know, kind of reflecting on it now, looking back, I would always like hide if I was crying from my parents because I didn't want them to see. But like, I've always been very open with my mom about that. And she was always the person that I could talk to, um, which is probably why I can talk to, you know, the feminine side so much more is because that's just the side that resonates and that's what I feel safe with. So, you know, it was, it was conditioned in the household and, you know, my dad didn't express a lot of emotion. I've only seen my dad cry one time and that's when I told him that I was addicted to heroin and he didn't even know that until a few years ago. So, you know, just kind of growing up in that household and growing up in our society and something that was just instilled in us as children. It's, it's just something that I've had to come into. Um, but after my addiction and after the military and after bodybuilding, I always masked how I really felt about things. And I was miserable. I was angry. I was upset. I would just take it out on other people, you know, and that's just not the way I wanted to live my life. And I, and I got sick of feeling that way. So it's, taken a long time you know a few years at least just to be comfortable with expressing emotion again well and the way that you talk about things I mean it all goes back to habits I mean you talk about the way that we were you know conditioned as kids to you know I don't want to say my I don't want to say my household was similar but I definitely grew up in a very you know male dominant house where it was men do this men act this way. This is just the way you move. And if you don't do that, you're punished for it. And people will kind of say, what are you doing? That's not what you're supposed to do. So, you know, once again, I mean, you're already speaking to a side of society that we really need to start moving towards. And honestly, you're ahead of your time. So I can see why everyone in this area speaks so highly of you. I mean, it's, I think the work that you're doing now, people are going to look back on 10, 15 years um, later, and they're going to say, why wasn't everyone doing this? Well, I appreciate that, man. And it means so much to me that, you know, people do, you know, respect and, and see value um, with what I, what I put out there. You know, I, I do want people to see that because it does need to happen eventually. You know, if we keep on going down this route of, you know, crazy masculine behaviors, then essentially we're, we're, never truly going to heal and we're, we're never really going to find peace in my opinion, you know, and that's just an opinionated statement, of course, but you know, if we can really tap into those vulnerable sides of our emotions, then, you know, we may not have to take it out on other people anymore. And we may not have pinned up resentment or we may not have war eventually, you know, you just never know, but I think it's, it's a great first step for people to take. So with that, let's go ahead and move into um, a little bit of animal flow. Um, I'm not going to lie. So I first saw Animal Flow, I want to say about a year or so ago. 
um, through your Instagram page. And when I actually decided to move down here to Phoenix, you know, like I said, I connected with Justin and he immediately kind of was talking about you when I was talking about anyone who's doing things special, unique in this area. And that's when I reconnected with you back on Instagram. And I saw, I was like, man, this is kind of, this is out of control. It's like, I don't know if I can do half of these things. So, um, animal flow. I mean, if you had to explain to someone what it is, what would you say? Animal flow is a combination of different body weight training methodologies, including yoga, gymnastics, capoeira, break dancing, and it truly does have such a unique animalistic and primal nature to it, where, you know, summed up in a few words, it's basically yoga on steroids. You know, it's it's really cool. And being able to have that mind-body connection and think about what your next movement is, but also being able to express movement through freedom and flow. By the way, if you don't know what animal flow is, I will actually have um, links down in the show notes where you can click and actually see some of Nathan's movements. If you haven't seen it already, they're incredible. Um, like I said, Nathan's not, Nathan's not a small guy by any means. So when you see these things, you're really going to be a little blown away. <laughs> uh, it's, like I said, it's just something real you got to see to believe. Um, so, Nathan, um, if you don't mind me asking, how did you get started with Animal Flow? So, I got started with Animal Flow because after my um, severe hand injury in March, about two and a half years ago, I was told by the surgeons that I'd never use my hands again, or it would never be the same again. And I just didn't want to believe that. So... I got heavily into DNS, which is dynamic neuromuscular stabilization, which is basically um, Eastern philosophy, not philosophy, but Eastern medicine, um, neuromuscular rehab. And shortly after that, I, I found animal flow. And the reason why I bring DNS up is because it really taught me how to load my hands properly, how to stack my joints properly, how to breathe properly, which started my movement into breath and movement. So once I discovered animal flow, I found something that resonated so well with my background in martial arts. And, you know, after being on my hands for a while, I started getting more feeling in my hands again because I had tore four tendons. I severed my radial artery and my median nerve. I wasn't able to make a full fist, anything. Um, you know, an animal flow really taught me how to use my hand in a more dynamic manner to where... I could actually load my body weight again and my body could be conditioned to understand what's really happening. So it was basically doctors telling me I'd never be able to do something and be able to tell them like, yeah, you guys are wrong. Like I'm going to do it. It's um, the way our society is built now. It seems like if there's not a pill for our problems, um, no one wants to seem to put in the work. And it seems like you took the exact opposite approach where you wanted to do things um, a little different to make sure that you can get full mobility back. And with that said, I mean, who, who would you encourage to give animal flow a try? I mean, personally, anyone, you know, if, if, if you've been doing the same workout routine for the last three years, four years, five years, if you're lifting weights, if you're super tight, if you're having to get massages every single week, if you're having to go see a chiropractor every three or four days, if, if you keep on re, re-experiencing the same injuries, you know, and the same discomforts, you know, just being more open-minded. But 
in that aspect, anybody who's really trying to change the routine and look at something else, you know, especially men, you know, because yoga is not so much a, you know, masculine form of exercise, you know, and and a lot of, a lot of men do see, and this goes back to our divine masculinity conversation where it's like, it is seen as a feminine art. So for the men that may still see yoga as a feminine art, look into animal flow because it does have that touch of femininity, but it does have that, that power and that explosiveness of, you know, traditional masculinity. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times I've walked into a new yoga class or um, I'll walk into a small business and start unrolling that and people say, are you here to do yoga with us? And I said, I'm here to teach you yoga. So <laughs> I, uh, I yeah. definitely know what you mean. I got a lot of football players around the country now that are doing yoga who uh, when they first saw it, they said, I don't know about this. So I, I hear you 100 percent. Oh, man. You seem like a very goal-oriented person to me. I mean, what do you have planned here in the next few months? Because uh, I know you got the Amplify Retreat coming up here on November 8th through the 10th, if I believe. Yeah, of course. Thank you. So um, I have a lot, <laughs> but um, I'll kind of I'll sum it up. So this weekend, I'm actually attending Kinstretch. So I'll be a Kinstretch instructor um, to start leading group active mobility classes. And then, of course, I have the Amplify Retreat um, two weeks later than that which is essentially a personal growth retreat that I've got invited on as an ambassador um, in hopes that I will become a speaker next year, but I will be teaching an animal flow class on the last day to integrate myself into that community. But essentially we're looking at all the mental blocks that may be holding you back, but then we're also going to be pushing people's bodies to new limits to show people their true potential. And, you know, I partner with Nate Palmer, who's also another real well-respected, you know, fitness professional in this community who creates just flawless nutrition programs. And he has a really great community um, along with some of his partners as well. So the Amplify Retreat is going to be great. I'm really looking forward to it. It's November 8th through the 10th in Flagstaff, Arizona. Um, I'll shoot you a link over too. So that way people can check that out. Um, But again, as I mentioned earlier, I'm also in this course, it's the being true to you transformational recovery coach for addiction um, certification and course that looks at the individualized coaching that we can implement for addiction and not just looking at substance addiction, but looking at our behavioral addiction, which is where I want to specialize with and looking at our addictions to technology, our addictions to power, our addictions to control, our addiction to overthinking and overanalyzing even, and looking at addiction as not as a problem, but as something in human nature that we need to identify. And what has been commonly referred to by Paul Selig and several others is shadow work at looking at our ego and looking at how our ego is not our enemy, but should be our friend and identifying that it's supposed to be there to protect us. But instead of just sweeping it under the rug and completely acting out every single time it shows up, but really learning and understanding ourselves to a deeper understanding to where now we can live with intention and understand even the darkest side of ourselves. Because in the Aubrey Marcus mastermind that I'm in, you know, one of our challenges was find something that you love least about someone and learn to love that most, even if that thing is within yourself. 
and once you can do that i think that's where true self-love and acceptance comes into play and once you can do that Mm. you're not basing your identity off your results you're basing your results off your identity so really turning the telescope around and rewriting the narrative and flipping the script on things so that way you can start changing unwanted behaviors in your life it's uh i i really do love your approach because when people come to us as fitness professionals it always seems like they say, you know, I always want to look better. I want to feel better. I want to do this. But there's always something beneath that that they have to address that they really need to change that they don't even know about or they refuse to acknowledge. And you're really taking a more ha- a more, you know, head on approach of making them really see those um, issues and dealing with them in order to stimulate that lifestyle change. That's why I love the fact that you keep going back to, you know, habits and behavior, because that's at the end of the day, that's really what it is. Right. A hundred percent. And, you know, really having that mind body approach is so crucial because people think that just because they go into the gym and work out, they're going to see results. When in reality, just like Dr. Joe Dispenza talks is that your thoughts become physical manifestations inside of your body and looking at how we speak to ourselves, how we think to ourselves, the neurolinguistics programming behind how we actually behave and react as human beings, which has also guided into my spiritual path of gateway healing, which I'm becoming a level three practitioner in um, first week of November. And that is essentially medium breath work for 30 to 45 minutes, continuous nonstop with telepathic communication to higher power, you know, really taking the religion out of spirituality and being able to ask and bridge the gap from the spiritual realm to the physical realm to come in and heal what needs to be healed. You know, people are so caught up in fixing themselves that they tend to overanalyze that. And now they're trying to take that higher power and that spiritual aspect of healing into their own hands. When quite frankly, that's, that's not how spirituality works. You know, spirituality works with spirit coming in, not us going to spirit. And, once we can surrender to that and allow spirits to come in and heal, then we can truly heal all the deeper traumas, you know, trauma in the womb, trauma in, you know, for those who believe in past lives, where we were the victims, where we were the abusers, you know, trauma experience in this life and looking at all aspects of how we harness trauma and being able to heal completely from the inside out, which completes the entire process of my mind, body and soul approach, which is what new intention is, is redefining human optimization through mind, body, and soul, starting with our mind, going into our body. And then if we do have, you know, residue or crusting of our outer body, then we can dig deeper into the spiritual body and heal from the inside out rather than the outside looking in. Nathan, like, like I said earlier, you're, you're the type of guest, really, honestly, I could sit here and talk to you for an hour. Um, Unfortunately, I know we both don't have time for that. Uh, just for you, uh, everyone out there, no, I've been trying to get this guy to come on air with us for, a, I want to say, at least a month and a half. And this is the only time that he could actually find to come on. And I want to say thank you, Nathan. Um, before I let you go, I know you got a lot of work to do today. Uh, what, what's one thing you want people to know about you that they can't find online or that they may you know, misinterpret the first time they meet you? I want people to know that despite my appearance, you know, I'm I'm very open to receive. So 
if anyone out there has any questions, comments, concerns, pain, struggles, or just needs somebody there to talk to, you know, I'm here. And there's a lot of people out there who feel alone in this world, and I'm here to tell you that you're not. And take it from me, folks, he really does mean that. I, I, the first time we met, I literally walked up to him outside of the gym, and I think I yelled halfway across the parking lot. I was like, hey, are you Nate? And he just looks up from this car, you know, he sees this, you know, six foot two black guy, you know, just like with his huge beard, like yelling his name. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, that's me. What's up? <laughs> so, no, uh, yeah, believe me, folks, if you see him on the street, um, you know, hey, don't be afraid to say hi. Um, honestly, today's sit down with him did not do him justice. I mean, he just does so much. He's about so much positivity and, like I said, really click in the show notes, get to know him. I believe I have his link tree also down there in the show notes. If I don't, I'll go back and add it. Um, go ahead, sign up for a class. It's something that's truly life-changing. Um, Nate, I want to say thank you for coming on today and uh, best of luck. Thank you, Ian. I appreciate you having me, man. I hope you have a great day. Whenever I get a new client, I always tell them that we're building habits to stimulate change. Nathan takes that to a whole nother level, and it's no wonder he's so successful. If you're interested in attending any of those retreats, classes, or you simply just want to connect, scroll down to our show notes and click on the links provided. Also, don't forget to tap the subscribe button and share our show with your friends. As always, if you know anyone in the greater Phoenix area that would make an excellent guest, tell them to call my phone. I'll hear them out. If you have a question, a comment, or you just want to give me a shout out, go ahead and give us a tweet and I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Keep sharing those positive vibes and stay cool, Phoenix. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.